we re Todd, you're a vampire anyway. You're up all night. <laughs> That's your normal state of pretty beat. much. Uh, I have you, my I have my cutoff time for caffeine. I don't I don't drink. I go to bed around six thirty seven o'clock, so I stop drinking caffeine around three or four a.m. I don't know if I could adapt to that uh, graveyard shift lifestyle. The only times I've really experienced it are like when I was forced to do, I've had to do a couple um, New Year's Eve shifts, mm. which are not fun. New Year's is always the worst to work anyway, but uh, that's everybody, another story. Everybody <laughs> shooting cable lines with guns and fireworks for no reason. Pretty much. <laughs> It's America. That's patriotism at its finest, right yes. there. <laughs> Your freedom. If you <laughs> if you don't shoot fireworks off, you hate America. Are yeah. you really happy that we're independent? I mean, <laughs> the terrorists win if you don't uh, <laughs> cut out the the cable and internet for the whole block. <laughs> All right, we're not here to talk about work. We're here to talk we're here to talk about important nerdy shit because it is Sunday night, and this is a getting off topic podcast. Woo. Tony, there's Todd, it's Andrew, and Meg. Yeah, got a full house tonight, uh, Mr. Andrew. Oh, damn it! I keep forgetting. <laughs> I keep forget. I keep telling myself I'm gonna look up a, like a phone app where I can find crappy DJ sounds. Same. <laughs> I always forget the last minute. Well, we'll I'll just I'll just uh, splice them in later in editing. <laughs> uh, Anyway, yes, we got a full house tonight. Mr. Andrew is back. We got a Meg here to maybe pay attention to one part of the podcast she's interested in. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> how you guys doing? What's going on tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Doing yeah, nothing. It's Sunday night. Getting back. How's the week been? What's your plan? Uh, Todd, let's start with you. Todd, what are you, what are you actively playing <laughs> during the <laughs> podcast tonight? <laughs> I am playing, uh, so I decided to start every like couple of months, I, I go through a phase where I say, I need to go through my Steam backlog and play something different, because <laughs> invariably, I always play the same like five, six games. So today I am playing Pathfinder Kingmaker, which is, um, it's, it's a CRPG, which is basically a D&D &D game but in video game form. So like Baldur's Gate, uh, Pillars of Eternity, Tyranny, or even Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic is basically a D&D pen and paper, but in video game form. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's a game like that. Cool. All right. No other new games. Um, I've been watching, I started watching The Walking Dead, or Fear the Walking Dead. So. Oh, uh, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, I did that. And I also started watching uh, Black Sails. Love yeah. it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I, I it, it's, it's hard for me to watch it, though, because I really want to pay attention to it. And But boobs. But boobs. Yeah, that, that's, I, not I, one to, that's not one to multitask to. That, that deserves your attention. Exactly. You need to pay attention to it. And I, 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 the majority of the time that I watch shows are either while I'm working or while I'm playing a, a video game. Mm -hmm. um, and so, no, I, I, I've only been, I've only watched like two, maybe three episodes so far because I really want to pay attention to it. Yeah. That story is really in depth. Like there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah. So what what you're seeing in season one will come back to you later on in the show. Yeah, that's what so, I figure. 
it is good to pay attention but that intro is so beautiful it's one of my favorite intros <laughs> yeah. ever it's really good meg did you watch shameless not yet sorry oh, okay I just I can't get over the badass villain captain is mm-hmm. fucking Jody from Shameless. Okay. Who's he's he just plays a like shitty just a, a, a an awful like douchebag character that the only reason he exists is to have sex with every woman around. No. <laughs> Jody from Shameless. Why don't you actually look up the name? Well, that's what I'm trying to find out. I think that's just Silverman. Zach McGowan. Oh, him. Oh, Mr. Abby McGabs. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he also did a spot. He was uh like a one of the main henchmen to some bad big bad in the last couple seasons of Agents of Shield, I think. It weirds me yeah. out because the voice that he uses in Black Sales is not his normal voice. <laughs> he rasps it up a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, that very uh, I'm a pirate, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Although the one thing that that kind of like turned me off with him and his character is that he's always like he always looks really dirty or greasy. Like I imagine that he hasn't showered in weeks on end. They all do. They're all pirates. I know. <laughs> that's why I'm like they're hot, but I wouldn't have sex with any of them. <laughs> that makes two of us. Like golly knows when they last took a bath or whatever or went in the ocean. That's what that's always been your MO. You uh-huh. like the dirty, like grizzled, like fucking like Harley Rider looking dude with a grizzled beard and just like you know all that stuff. You like the aesthetic, but yeah, you want to, but, but in reality you per you prefer clean. Much higher, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I the like, hygiene. I like my people which hygienic. Is, <laughs> yeah. is that so wrong? No, not at all. <laughs> Andrew, how about you? What, what have you consumed this past week? Uh, let's see. Uh, the new season for Destiny came out. So the season of The Lost, which is so far really good. The last couple seasons, they've really stepped it up with storytelling. And it's getting to a really good kind of fever pitch with the, uh, the next big expansion, The Witch Queen, coming out in February of this next year. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, this season will be going all the way until then. So luckily it's not like a, a mad dash to finish everything, you know, like it sometimes can be, but I can kind of take my time and lazily play through these next five, six months. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's my go-to video game for years on years now. Uh, as for watching anything, oh, I'm trying to think. I think I talked about Centaur World last podcast i was on we we we, oh, watched, yeah. uh, re, we re-watched that uh, again because it's just quite entertaining <laughs> and um just kind of the the usual uh lego masters is something i watch repeatedly we're watching that again i think tonight getting caught up on it and oh, yeah. the new season of ted lasso dropped as well which is another one i highly highly recommend this season another. i feel like doesn't have as good of a um an overarching storyline, but it's still really enjoyable. Awesome. They're doing a really good job with it. So another acclaimed series that I'll have to eventually pay for a month of Apple TV for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I want to check that one out eventually. And um uh Rob Rob McElhenney's um uh Mythic Quest. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The, they finished that second season. That one was really good as well. We'll see if they even come back for a third season. You know, without any spoilers, they haven't been told that they have been picked up again. So Ooh. it ended at a place where it could kind of go either way. So we'll. Well, see, is it so. because they don't have Danny DeVito? Yeah, I mean he's a big driving force in. Uh, it's always sunny. I know. <laughs> He's probably what helped save it. Oh, I'm sure he oh, is. Well, he, he did. There's That's well documented mm-hmm. that yeah. they probably wouldn't have had a, a season two if they didn't bring on Danny DeVito. Yeah. Uh, hey, Frank it'll Reynolds. First time it'll work a second time. Yeah. So good. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maggie and I have just uh, been doing our usual, pretty much just uh, BoJack. BoJack Horseman still going on with that in the, the second to the last season now i think mm-hmm. six seasons we're on season five yeah we actually made a pack together last in the within the last day or two just because we've been saying it for a while but we're like man we gotta cut back on the tv because that's just our default it's so easy like I, I finish working by the time we you know eat and take care of the rabbits and whatever we sit down on the couch and said well the default is just turn on the tv um so we actually literally set out a schedule that we have written on the fridge to like dedicate nights to other shit. So, um, I mean, Mondays and Tuesdays are my days off. So that's kind of free for all, like, cause maybe we'll have plans. Maybe we don't, whatever. And yeah, we do whatever we want. But then I think Wednesdays are going to be like board game nights. Um, we're going to have, um, so like a board game night together, a reading night, um, uh maybe another night for like projects because there's stuff i want to get around to like creatives that like maybe finally getting back to writing again <laughs> um or picking up my guitar or something once in a while um but yeah we're gonna try to spread it out because we've got like a bookshelf overflowing of stuff that's just collecting dust and you know video games too I, i've still been uh slowly uh, on my days off getting around to uh, finishing uh doom eternal um because i got on a, on sale i got the whole thing with the main campaign and the two dlcs so i'm on the last dlc um but yeah that's pretty much pretty much it for us and then we together with you and shannon went and saw free guy oh so good yeah so uh, about that. oh man todd todd highly cannot recommend it enough um that was better than I think any of us expected. And we already knew like, oh, it's Ryan Reynolds. It's going to be fun, you know, but it was ridiculously good. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds producing partner, I forget his name off the top of my head, Steve something, but I think he was one of the same main producers. It's Deadpool. And I mean, it shows it's just like him combined with Ryan Reynolds, like, style of humor and, and it's like there were scenes out of this movie that very much felt like oh this is this could be straight out of deadpool same sort of vibe but also a bit more for all ages or mostly like mostly family friendly um but yeah it's it's hard to even say much without giving it away but you just just go watch it you don't want to spoil too much but yeah it yeah. was out in there that, but a lot of the jokes only land if you've seen it. <laughs> yeah, when, when you're watching in the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, tons of cameos in there as well. Uh, some very subtle, some in your face. And uh, everything is a joy with that movie. Just go freaking watch it. <laughs> um, that is if you feel comfortable going to the theater to watch. Um, 
I don't think it's stream. I don't think that was uh, also streaming when it's just theater. no. Most of the yeah. films that are coming out right now are straight to or theater only. Okay. So we haven't hit the. Uh, we haven't gone back to streaming. Except for a couple of WB movies. Yeah, the I think Dune, Dune is still coming out on HBO Max. Yeah, that's yes. another same day exclusive. Um, I think the the Matrix Four will also be. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's still. I think that's still next year. That's a ways away. Yeah. Oh, still, are they filming that still? No. Yeah, I think next year. Yeah, I'm mistaken. Yeah, that's going to be next year. And the ones for next year, they're doing the 45-day exclusivity. They've reached that deal with theaters. So 40, the first 45 days in theaters only, and then it hits streaming. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway. But yes, yes. Everyone, highly recommend. Go check out Free Guy if you can. Um, if Or wait till streaming. But either way, go see it as soon as you can. Um. Todd, I know you would love to talk about uh, What If, Marvel's What If, episode three. Oh, did that come out? I haven't seen the third one yet. You haven't seen the yeah. third one? Uh, it's it's really solid. I really enjoyed it. Maybe the first two, uh, two episodes, the first two stories had a bit more kick to them. Okay. Um, I mean, especially the of this one? Um, so this one, the episode three, this kind of does a retelling of the beginnings of the mcu kind of covers iron man 2 hulk uh thor 1 and uh, essentially a uh, a a murder plot is happening do you care if i spoil what, the, the, what happens the, or, or should the we title of that? i would like to watch don't go too far down okay the title of the episode and and this happens within the first few minutes of the episode is what if Marvel loses its uh, what if yeah Marvel loses its strongest Avengers. Yeah. Okay. So, so the the Avengers someone is plotting to end the Avengers before they begin. Okay. That's the premise. Interesting. And uh yeah, it goes off in a crazy directions. There's some really great uh cameos which if I say them I will spoil the plot. <laughs> but that's another one definitely check it out for sure. Uh, There's a lot of a lot of good references. And for the first time in forever, they actually referenced the uh, uh, Incredible Hulk film. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. The um, Edward Norton or the the Edward Norton one. one. Yeah. No, no, not the Edward Norton. That's not. Yeah, that's not MCU. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They had had Norton Norton one. But in this case, it's animated to look like uh, Ruffalo now. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I um, like the amount of cameos in the first show. They're all voice acted. I feel like legitimately. So that was yeah. That almost was cool. every single um, actor, original actor, has returned, whether it's a big part or a small part, except for a very small few here and there. Um, if you saw, you saw the first two episodes. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris Evans did not return as uh, okay. as skinny Steve Rogers. <laughs> um, did and then Chris then, Pratt, the the hot dog house worker, whatever. I don't think so. <laughs> Dairy I was working Queen. at the Dairy Queen. Yeah, he grows <laughs> up since he didn't get kidnapped by Yondu. Yeah, no, that wasn't Chris Pratt for okay. his very very brief moment. Uh, Kurt was, Russell, though. Yeah, it was Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah, it was Kurt Russell. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, no Chris Pratt and no Dave Batista. 
as Drax working in the bar, the space bar. That's right. Um, okay. Which was fantastic anyway. But uh, no Brie Olson as uh, uh, Marvel. Captain Brie Marvel. Brie Larson. Was Captain Marvel in one of the, I don't even remember her in that episode. Uh, that might have been a spoiler. Episode three. Oh, yeah, that might have been no. a spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> very, very minor spoiler in episode three. No, it's three, fine. No, that's, that's nothing. That's not a spoiler. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than those, like pretty much everybody, like even, even little side characters, like um digimon hanzu came back for the the beginning of, of you know him getting that that power gem that was awesome I like yeah that. i can never remember that character's name but he's yeah the the guard who comes and, yeah. and i love how he's so enamored with him as opposed to peter quill star lord he actually knows it's star lord he's like I yeah. can't, can i really fight you can i sure yeah. okay. i'm your biggest fan yeah, yeah. <laughs> um even uh denai guerrera as Okoye when they when they show up to oh. Wakanda and the palace and everything like she yeah. literally has one line she's there talking because Thanos is talking her ear off about how his plan would have worked it's so efficient <laughs> it's efficient yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that actually on the last episode last week's podcast and I was saying it's it's hilarious how in, with reformed Thanos in that version of events which by the way the entire universe is so much better off with uh with uh T'Challa Star-Lord T'Challa Star-Lord I think I can remember his name yeah like reforms Thanos but yeah it's I was cracking up because I, re- I had an epiphany oh my god like Thanos is like ending half of the universe life and everything like this genocidal plan of a madman has been reduced down to a talking piece like it's his jump to conclusions Matt it's yeah. like his his dream that he never got to see through. <laughs> I like how it actually followed the meme too of like, hey, you don't have to kill everyone, just create double resources and it's good, you know, or, or whatever uh-huh. the, the ploy yeah. was that he talked to him about. Yeah, I still think my plan was pretty solid, but T'Challa here, yeah, showed me that how to reallocate resources and stuff. Yeah. Everything's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, the big news, since we're talking MCU, that we should get around to is that freaking Spider-Man no way home spider-man's spider-man trailer huh that um, uh that was a lot it was yeah, indeed. that was a lot of good times as promised we got our de-aged alfred molina yeah <laughs> smiling mm-hmm. for the camera as doc ock um we got we did not see him actually but we saw the green goblins um uh, one of his little bombs his little there, green were, there were hints at all of the sinister oh, six yeah. except for yeah. like one of them you hear his cackle, yeah. You hear yeah. his laugh as the as the bomb drops, and I still have to go back and watch it again. But uh, people said that Electro was confirmed as well. There's a little scene with like some some lightning or or something that very much resembles Electro's powers. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, from the Amazing Spider-Man two, which yeah. I did not care for it all, but oh well, fine. It's never saw that one. <laughs> it's it's a it's a meme flick. The only people that like it like it for the memes. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I think um, it was also possibly hinted at or confirmed in some of the stills and stuff that people. Who was that? that? The lizard. Oh, oh, the yeah, lizard. I think. Yeah. I think pretty much all of the Sinister Six. Let's see. Oh, that'd be crazy. Oh yeah, I think I read that at some points um like it looks like a, a very quick clip like in the middle of a fight scene or something on the like on the streets and like peter turns around and there's like some sort of like subtle like growl like a animal growl or something 
So people thought, oh, that's probably the lizard. There was more like in one of the pictures, he has like a big kind of like scratch across his chest. So people are like, oh, that could be. Okay, there you go. You know, jumping um, to conclusions as they do. Yeah. Uh, people, fans are also convinced that uh, that we do have our Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox, Daredevil uh, back in there. Uh, there's a there's a brief scene where. Uh, you know, because Peter's going through all the legal trouble and he's it looks like he's in a like an interrogation room, like at a police station and somebody like slaps down some paperwork. There's like a hairy arms. Uh, yeah. Hairy arms with a shirt tucked up and everything like going in the face or something. So we're assuming the, the black thin tie, which uh, Matt Murdock mm-hmm. likes to wear. Yeah. Yeah. There's even people that I think there was even suggestion that. um uh, there's there's some tracking shot with Peter like walking through maybe to a courthouse or police station or something, and there's kind of an empty space off to the side, and they're assuming that he was edited out of oh. the trailer so as not to spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. And there was also I haven't watched it yet, but I did see a headline. Apparently, there's somebody immediately uh, did their own version of the trailer, recreated it with clips from the '90s Spider-Man animated show. <laughs> That's I just sent I just sent you a link to it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's looking pretty damn good. Oh, and there was also a little uh a a still that was released on Twitter that kind of went viral and it appeared to show it seemed to be Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield like in suited up like in front of a green screen of some kind. Um it's blurry, but it you know, I don't know how how credible it is or not, but people, yeah, yeah, people are assuming it's it's all the Spidermans. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool if they fold them into you know the the multiverse. Now, this is if there's any time for it, this is the perfect opportunity to start yeah. grabbing those, you know, X Men, put them in there, there Fantastic go. Four, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's that's another one of the big rumors that are going around right now. There's there's two big rumors that um, hmm. Strange Two is going to introduce the X-Men. Um, yeah. So there the, was... there's, oh, okay. there's two rumors. The first more credible rumor, the one that uh, came from somebody who's actually leaked credible information about Matrix 4, who, who's with the re- release of the trailer, the, the, that has been proven right. It's not a public release. They released it at... at uh, some, I think it was Cannes or a film festival. CinemaCon. Oh, CinemaCon. Yeah, Cinemacon. Uh, There's a tons of headlines from CinemaCon this week. Yeah, no, the, I haven't seen a leaked version of it yet, but uh, the people that have watched it have confirmed that the the leaks uh, from this guy have were were true. Yeah. Um, he is saying that uh, we're going to get Professor X and the uh, I can't remember the Illuminati, which Ooh. basically is going to have Professor X. It's going to have um, Reed Richards. Uh, well, we're not going to see Reed Richards yet. Oh, yet. He's okay. he's in it, but yeah, uh, yeah. in this version, it's going to be Professor X. Uh, strange, right? No, not strange. This uh, this is the uh, okay. uh, yeah, this is a different version of it. But he, I mean, Strange is it's it's going to be in Strange's film, so I can't imagine he won't join. Yeah. Um, Captain Britain's going to be in it. Well, Captain Carter, Captain Carter is going to be in it, we'll and then. Let's see, who else did he say? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that, all of that. What the, the rumor that I heard was a bit more minimal. It was saying that uh, 
I think it was the same, the insider guy who usually is right about these things, Daniel Reitman, Reitman, something like that. But there were reports saying that uh, Wanda, because we know, of course, Wanda's story ties into Strange, would be, quote, locked in combat with someone from the Foxverse, <clears throat> a.k.a., you know, one of the X-Men. And there were later separate reports that supposedly Marvel wanted to bring back Wolverine, wanted to bring back Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah. And so the people are tying these these rumors together like, oh, man, we almost would have had Strange 2, like a Wolverine versus Scarlet Witch fight, which actually did happen in one of the What If comics way back in the day, um, 1989. Uh, what If comic number 25, where Wanda brutally... Uh, annihilates Logan by basically turning his molecules into antimatter, like explodes him like a ghostbuster that just crossed the streams. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know how much credence are to those rumors, but, but the main point of it was that someone from the Fox verse would be entering into this movie. So okay. interesting. Yeah. So the, the rumored, lineup of the Illuminati in this version is going to be Professor X, Captain Carter, Boulder the Brave, Monica Rambo, and uh, Mordo, Baron Mordo. Interesting. Because that's not the Illuminati that I remember from the comic. No. So, that's yeah. that's mm-hmm. definitely not the original makeup of the Illuminati. Another mm-hmm. rumor is... Um, it makes sense that they would adapt it because uh, Baron Mordo, we still have him, like the cliffhanger with him out for blood uh, at the end of the first Strange movie. There's also rumors that Namor will be introduced in like a teaser cameo because he's he's the leader of the Illuminati. Oh yeah, okay. He's he's rumored to be yeah. Namor is rumored to be the main villain in uh, Black Panther two. Yeah. So introducing him in like a teaser or a mid credits or end credits kind of way would would make sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, cool. Yeah. Speaking of Black Panther 2, by the way, there were a couple of headlines this past week. Um, first off, uh, Letitia Wright, who plays uh, Shuri, she apparently had some sort of uh, accident on set, with some sort of stunt equipment. Um, they said it was like some sort of minor injury, but she did have to go to the hospital and get treated or whatever. They, they're keeping it kind of mum, but that was, you know, a little like, oof, midweek. Um, and then there were a few leaks I think on Twitter, uh, a couple photos showing the return of Martin Freeman as Everett Ross and supposedly in a scene where he's meeting up with uh, Riri Williams. Our first look at her, uh, Dominic Thorne playing Riri Williams, uh, a.k.a. the character of who becomes Ironheart, oh, a, uh, okay. kind of a genius whiz kid who builds her own Iron Man armor um, and kind of takes up the mantle in her own way. Um, that makes me wonder, are they making her Wakandan or is is she just visiting Wakanda? Don't know. Well, the filming took place uh, this past week at MIT, um, possibly where she's attending school. Uh, don't oh, know okay. if that's actually, I don't know if they'll make it some sort of fictional uh, school in, in the MCU verse or if it's just MIT. <laughs> I but, think they, uh, they, they've used MIT in the past. Isn't the school that... Uh, isn't the school that Tony Stark was at um, for Iron Man three? Isn't that wasn't that uh, MIT? 
Where you, Civil War, oh, right? You think in the beginning of Civil War? Oh, yeah, the beginning of Civil War. Yeah. yeah, he's doing the speech. Might have been. I forget. It sounds right. Yeah. Because he didn't he say like everybody here is getting their education paid for for yeah for free or whatever All their like projects that. Greenlit basically. Yeah, 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 yeah that's on me. Yeah, that's how they could easily tie Riri to to Stark. Yeah, that works. I didn't think about that. Good catch. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of more fun stuff on Twitter, so so we it's interesting the the evolution of what's been going on here where it, since Endgame, we kind of expected all the the OG Avengers to bow out because you know obviously Cap and Iron Man stories were done, um, Black Widow. Um, then surprise we're getting thor love and thunder awesome <laughs> um so he's here to stay at least for now uh we're going out with a bang uh hawkeye will get his series coming up pretty soon and um it seems like he's going to be handing passing the mantle passing off the torch, to yeah. yeah kate bishop um but our boy the hulk seems like he's still making the rounds he's not quite done yet so we know already confirmed that he's part of she hulk uh, which makes sense. And then this week, I don't know if it was earlier today or last few days, um, apparently um, a random MCU fan was in uh, Budapest, right in front of a hotel where I guess the Moon Knight series is currently filming and just happened to see Oscar Isaac passing by and not filming. Right, He was just in you know, street clothes and just like, oh, my God, hi, can I get can I get a selfie? which they did. So you see Oscar Isaac happily, you know, posing with a fan. So that post goes online on Twitter. And within the span of an hour or less, another one, a follow-up with same girl, same MCU fan girl, managed to spot Mark Ruffalo walking right by the same hotel. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So uh, our boy Bruce Banner slash Smart Hulk or whatever we're supposed to call him now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, could be with Moon Knight. I think uh I think it's back to Hulk. Uh or I don't remember what the which which set he was seen on, but uh there are images or rumors of him being just normal Bruce Banner again hmm. in one of the upcoming films okay. or shows. Because there was uh, those there's a different color, but Mr. Fix it, I believe, was a smart Hulk as well in the comics that actually was the thing for a time. So I wonder if they would at all go that route. But I guess not if, if he's back yeah. to just human I don't, Spanish form. I don't think they're going to introduce multiple Hulks yet. Yeah. I, I think that's going to that's going to be a ways away until Ruffalo is done with it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. What, are we, what else do we have? Oh, I didn't realize. Uh, we're just like, we're like one week away from Shang-Chi. Yeah, it already had its premiere, um, and uh, a few screenings. Uh, well, we had the the major premiere, and then like it had a limited like one day run at specific theaters, mm -hmm. and uh, everybody is saying it's amazing. Yeah, early reviews are uh, overwhelmingly positive, saying uh, you know, Marvel did it again, um, and a and uh, very much for martial arts uh, movies go. They said it's a stunning martial arts epic. So good. If it was anything short of that, then it would have been a travesty. Yeah, no. Marvel uh, has had 
fucking bad <laughs> reputation with fucking Iron Fist and their no, choreography. Yeah, no, no Iron Fist season one. <laughs> oh, that would be horrible. <laughs> I mean, not good. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm I'm getting excited for that one uh, again. Like I I know nothing of that of the the Shang Chi lore or anything other than as you know I'm vaguely aware of what we've read the descriptions about the the ten rings and stuff but i've never dove into the comics before i i didn't really know what to expect other than just a typical marvel good time but uh, they're they're powered down infinity stones basically okay okay cool i'm down let's see i think that's about all i had for uh our good old mcu i know we never talk enough about that <laughs> uh oh random fun one that i saw actually we saw with uh free guy in the theaters they had the trailer for the kingsman or well okay so this one is the king's man the king's man that's Singular. not confu- that's yeah. not confusing at all <laughs> so in the kingsman franchise this is movie number three however it's a prequel going to like the origins of the organization right they're doing so they're basically doing what underworld world did <laughs> they did movie one two and i just realized i had never saw that second kingsman movie oh look fun um, yeah. and number three is the prequel story and they're still planning an official kingsman part three to come down the road and i guess um in an interview with uh matthew vaughn he's the director of these yeah. Uh, yeah, he said there's bits, the elements in the prequel. The reason they're telling the prequel story because parts of that storyline tie into launching part three. Um, I only saw the first one once, but I remember I really enjoyed it. And I just, I don't know why the second one just passed me by. I never got a chance to watch it. Good action y fun. Yeah. yeah. They're really good. Colin Firth and Mark Strong both do a really good job in yeah. their roles in that. So I thought I remembered Colin Firth dying in the first one but somehow they keep bringing him back <laughs> i mean i want to say that that sounds correct and yeah. that in the second one he's just like miraculously kind of appears again but with an eye patch oh, okay you know um, <laughs> they don't bother to explain it just now your movie needs more first <laughs> but you got to kind of suspend your disbelief you know a little bit of course but, yeah oh yeah. the bullet went this way <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh We've got uh, one other giant bit of news. It's it's the biggest one near and dear to my heart this week that we have to talk about. The first images for Netflix's live action Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a big that, one. And that looked pretty damn clean. Yeah. The more I see about this show, the more I am getting excited for it. It's like very cautious optimism at first because I want to be optimistic about it. And uh, and then we started seeing, um, or just, just reading about how, you know, John Cho was involved. He's great. Um, and then the big one for me a few months back was the announcement that the original composer was coming back to do the music, which that's, I mean, that seals the deal for me because there's no bebop without uh, Yoko Kano, I believe his name. Um, and then we got these, uh, yeah, so we got these uh, few preview images with the main cast. Um, and there was, so apparently, of course, because 
the internet's going to do what the internet's going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Immediately, yep. there's uh, some jerks ragging on uh, Daniela Pineda, who is playing Faye, Faye Valentine. And like, oh, her costume's not accurate. Oh, she doesn't look the part, blah, blah, blah. She's not Faye, whatever. And uh, I just saw yesterday morning, I showed the YouTube uh, clip to Meg. Uh, so Daniela Pineda, in a very classy form, replied back to the all the snarky critics online, just dripping with sarcasm. Just, oh, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, we really tried. The, the producers of the show really tried to find someone to match Faye's impossible human, inhuman physique. The, uh, you know, six foot tall, double D's, uh, two inch waist, you know. <laughs> They tried, but oh, they just couldn't find one. Oh, crazy. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously the outfit is, uh, well, Faye's original outfit from this anime from 1998 is not very PC today. So, uh, you know, she's a bit more covered up. And <laughs> again, Daniela Pineda is like, yeah, and for the critics of the, the costume, you know, it's we we tried the original um but you know it was so tight that it started getting sucked into places on my body never to be seen again and uh also you just can't do you know action scenes while wearing tissue paper so <laughs> it's just great it's it's great how she just, like just took it in stride and just said fuck off basically <laughs> i'm a pretty big fan of that series and i'm i wasn't sure how this was going to work out when you know they they it was all in theory with john cho as spike and, and you know it being live action but i'm getting excited yeah i think that's going to be fun uh, and that uh we do have a date for that don't we november 19th oh it's gonna be soon then yep okay that's coming up yeah yeah they, i know they mentioned before um the creators that they're definitely going to recreate some iconic moments from the show but they're also going to expand of course in their own you know original storylines so we'll see I might, I w- oh go ahead i was gonna say i might be going crazy because this is off topic a little bit but were they did i hear talks that acura was gonna also get some sort of live action adaptation or something on netflix as well that either is still going through or just got shot down i'm trying that's to- been in the works for like 10 years right okay so, uh, akira Acura, yeah 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 they, they, that's been up and down canceled back on retooled rewritten new new person pushing it yeah for a long time uh uh keanu ruiz was was really trying to push it i think i remember hearing something like leonardo dicaprio even like wanting to be involved or do something with it but huh okay yeah i don't know hold on wait a minute looking at a headline Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. This headline is from May 2019. So the world has changed since then. <laughs> Just a, what do you mean? How so? So on um, The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Taika Waititi's Akira sets, <laughs> sets a, a release date of May 21st, 2021. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Not quite. Uh-uh. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Was this going to be a live... Yeah, I guess this was supposed to be a live action one. Mm-hmm. Leo DiCaprio. Oh, Leo DiCaprio. I think we, I think we actually talked about this like 
when we were still doing the podcast with David a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I think this was the one that Taika, like, he really wanted to do, but it got pushed because of him picking up, him getting fired from uh, from uh, from Thor and then getting rehired. Wait, he was fired from Thor? Or not? Not fired. Um. Or, oh no 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 no. N- never mind. I'm confusing. Uh, I'm confusing. Uh, Guardians James director Gunn? James Gunn. Yeah. James oh, Gunn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah. So yeah, that's the last headline I see of anything involving an Akira adaptation or movie or whatever. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're hearing that in the pipeline and like, I wonder what happened to that. Yeah. Uh, Bebop, uh, the, the Netflix, the live action version of Bebop is also getting a, a comic run to tie in with it too. And a prequel novel, apparently. So I guess some comic art was just released, some cover art, and it's clearly John Cho as Spike. <laughs> but that'd be cool. Um, oh, so tonight marks the first time that Meg and I have purchased comics in several years. Wow. Because <laughs> we had to stop the habit because we realized how much we we're spending and uh, not even getting through them anymore because, you know, it takes forever to get through stuff. Um, but there was, I'll link this to you guys in the chat, some pretty gorgeous cover art for the Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy limited series. The one that's going to tie into the show. Okay. So the show. Yeah. So the Harley Quinn animated show. So they're in between seasons. Now season three is in the works or they're produced. They're, they're in production right now. And a while back they announced this, uh, uh, short run comic. I think it's only going to be like six issues or something like that, but it's bridging the gap of the story between season two and three. So spoilers, if you haven't watched all the way through Harley Quinn season two. Well, then shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's on me. I should have had, should have by now. Oh, you haven't? Oh, I mean, man. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're a, any involved, if you're familiar with any of the comic history of harley and ivy like they've been like this uh, a couple in in many different iterations you know in, in comics and animated and whatever so that's where the story of the show leads up to and this uh short run comic series is called harley quinn the eat bang kill tour <laughs> it uh, the story kicks off right where season two ends and then apparently we'll roll into season three but yeah i happened to see just while scrolling through all the headlines this beautiful cover art it's a variant cover for the number one issue which it's going to be released sometime in september i forget what the exact drop date is but it's available for pre-order right now and i showed meg and she's like oh i need that <laughs> the artwork reminds me of, there was another short-lived series i forget what it was called but there was one iconic panel that showed uh, bruce wayne's dong that uh <laughs> we were sure to snag so uh, what was that called? It was like Batman Death or something like that. Let me see if I can find it. Bat Dong? <laughs> I mean, no, but he dropped Dong. He full on. <laughs> he pulled uh, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. 
Batman After Dark. Batman After Dark. <laughs> Batman Black Shoe Diaries. <laughs> Bat dong. Bat dong. You know, that's probably a real life order that exists. Bat dong. Oh, I'm sure. Has to be. Oh, that's it. Batman Damned. That's what the one. Damned. All right. Damn. And then you go, damn, Bruce. Damn. Yeah, that's with a bunch of A's. <laughs> <laughs> Was uh, there was just a meme that went around on Reddit the other day, and then that brought up uh, that brought up the one of the Batman animated shows where Harley Quinn basically rapes Nightwing. Oh, I think wow. I heard about that one too. Yeah. Yeah, Harley Quinn has Nightwing uh, captured, and she has him uh, duct taped to a bed, and mm-hmm. then uh, she's she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm so sweaty. I've got to change my outfit." So she goes over to a a cabinet and switch it uh, like takes off her clothes and then she turns around and realizes, hmm i haven't had sex in forever and nightwing sitting there trapped on the bed <laughs> this is it is a comic or animated this or is what? an animated film one of the, really? the dc animated films wow that's bold of them that was how long ago was this made because i feel like that might not <laughs> It wasn't actually that long ago. Guys, you know, I have had it. This is 2021. When when will we stop being victimized for the female (laughs) gaze? Oh, my God. That's the man that just bought a cover of two girls going at it. Because uh, you demanded it. You're part of the problem, Meg. <laughs> get well. to my own Blink <laughs> twice if you need us to come get you. <laughs> oh man, there was a quick little headline I saw about the book of Boba Fett series coming. Robert Rodriguez, who is, I believe, producing. He's one of the executive producers as well as directing several of the episodes. He was basically just going off as his own fanboy. He, there was a quote from him. Where is it? I got it here. I can't say anything about it at all right now, but it's coming out in December. Wait until you see what's coming. It's going to blow your mind. That's all I can say. I can talk it up all I want because I know it over delivers. It way over delivers. People are going to be so pumped when they see it. <laughs> so I believe him. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I can't. That's. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up quick. That's December. Have and they announced the third season of Mandalorian as well yet? Yeah, they're okay. working on that now, and I think it's due towards the beginning of next year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then Rangers of New Republic still is canceled at this point. Yeah. As far as we know. Yeah, no, and no, ah- Ahsoka is uh, slated for end of next year. That same actress? I'm blanking on her name right now. But Rosario Dawson, is she still... Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Very cool. That is Rosario's show. Mm-hmm. That's going to be good times. Uh, and in the meantime, CinemaCon. Todd, you had mentioned this earlier. This happened this past week at, uh, oh, at Caesars Palace in Vegas. So I didn't really know what CinemaCon was about, but I guess it's just, um, uh, at first I thought it was a Sony event because I saw a lot of Sony news. And then I guess it's just uh, in general, just all the movie houses that participate, just showing off their showing off their up and coming stuff. So a lot of big highlights here. Uh, the Matrix 4, which is officially titled... Well, they Resurrections. Gave, uh, Resurrections, yeah. The Matrix Resurrections. They showed a, a trailer 
a fresh trailer for the audience. It has not been revealed officially online yet, um, but there are lots of descriptions. Uh, it seems that the movie is starting out, or at least from the clips that they showed, um, Neo in every day. Um, I don't know if he's under his uh, OG name. What was it? Uh, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson, yeah. Donald Anderson or David Anderson or whatever his name was. Uh, I don't remember, yeah. but uh, he's like talking to a psychiatrist. He's talking to a shrink about how he's been having dreams about this other world that he seems to vaguely remember or something. It's like his memory has been wiped and almost like if he's plugged back in for yeah. some reason. So he's alive, but he's plugged back in to the matrix somehow. Uh, or that so it seems because he's talking about how he's had these visions, whatever he uh, passes by somebody on the street uh, or like at a coffee shop or something like, Hey, have we met? And it's Carrie Ann Moss. It's mm -hmm. Trinity. And, but they're in regular street clothes. They don't know who each other are and everything. And it goes off from there with just a bunch of, you know, splashy action, um, matrixy action, um, paying nods to the original or he's stopping bullets and stuff. So, but yeah, I guess people were pretty psyched about that. Um, in the end of that series, I'm trying to think because I like I love the first one. The second two, I was kind of like hit or miss on. Did Lawrence yeah. Fishburne did did Morpheus survive at the end? Yes, he did. Right? Yeah, he did. I think he's the only major character that did survive. Right. Technically, yeah. I don't really know what happens to Neo. He's just kind of carried out in a way. But yeah, I know if it. I think they made it clear that Neo and Trinity were dead. Um, or well, Trinity got washed, so for sure. Her. Yeah, she died yeah. in the accident. She, yeah. she was a leaf in the wind, yeah. <laughs> for sure. But I, I, Neo could obviously have been carried on in the Matrix. Exactly, so. yeah. Yeah, they kind of gave him, like, God-level powers at that point, so it's they could explain it away anyway. Like maybe he didn't need a mortal form anymore. Like he could just, just live on in the machine or something. You know, I don't know. That's what I'm assuming. But we'll see. Yeah. Was it still the Wachowskis with this one as well? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, one Wachowski. Uh, for some reason, Lana Wachowski returned. Um, I forget her sister's name. Uh. Yeah, for, uh, I don't know why I haven't looked into it, but it's only credited to Lana Wachowski this time. But don't know. Um, but yeah, seemed to get the approval of uh, the audiences at CinemaCon. There was also a little bit more footage they revealed for the The Batman movie. The Batman, which is uh, Matt Reeves is inspired by the year one comic. And uh, I guess there was a bit of like a just a promo reel with Matt Reeves just talking more about how it's supposedly going to be radically different from the other Batman movies we've seen. Um, very uh, dark uh, and gritty. Yeah, I have said dark and gritty, which, okay. <laughs> we've never seen that before. <laughs> never. No. Watch, they go like full comedy, like slapstick comedy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, so they made, we'll he get, made a point talking we'll get about live how, action Batman Dong. <laughs> Batman Dong. <laughs> Robert Pattinson's the type I think he would do full frontal. Did he? What did he in that Lighthouse movie? I forget. Mm, no, I think his butt was shown. Yeah, which Timber is considered scandalous for a dude. Yeah, yeah, just him and Willem Dafoe just 
going insane and farting up a storm in the lighthouse. <laughs> it was such a weird movie. But it, I enjoyed it though. It was bizarre, but good. But yeah, we'll see. Oh, there was a people were excited because I guess there was a bit uh there was a slightly updated version of the trailer we already saw from last year's DC fandom event. And there's a bit more action involving Catwoman, uh Zendaya's Catwoman uh, is introduced in this one. So we'll see. Oh, I forgot that was happening because yeah, me too. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz, I thought was gonna be that's just in the Batman though, right? Oh, maybe I'm mixing up. Was it Zen? I think it's Zoe. I think it was Zoe, Zoe Kravitz? Kravitz was in the Batman. Zendaya is, you know, Spider-Man, and I think she's hard-locked into that one. You're right. I, I think I'm mixing them up. Okay. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, you're you're correct. My bad. Yeah. 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 Uh, another one that I completely forgot was happening from Sony, from their leg of the spy- world of Spider-Man, uh, the Morbius movie with Jared oh. Leto. So if you haven't had enough Jared Leto yet... <laughs> <laughs> he is playing the vampire morbius which that was honestly one of my favorite storylines from the 90s cartoon that's just for some reason that whole uh, set of episodes always like has stuck with me of the the vague memories i have of the 90s cartoon so i'm curious i am curious how this comes out but apparently the the little bit of footage that they revealed which again has not been made available publicly yet but seemed to leave an overwhelmingly positive impression with uh, people that saw it. So, I mean, yeah, we'll they did their own standalone Venom, so maybe this could be another one of those, you yeah. know, villains that just does their own thing. So, I was pleasantly surprised by that Venom movie. I'm excited for uh, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, and also probably the big drop: uh, Sony surprised audiences with a full screening of Ghostbusters Afterlife, oh. and again incredibly positive reviews people are basically saying like oh this is the sequel that we've been waiting for for 30 freaking years (laughs) (laughs) so that's good um jurassic world dominion which is the end-all be-all of the jurassic movie verse supposedly um but there was uh they revealed i don't know if they revealed no, yeah, they did uh, have some actual footage and then like a big promo reel of all the cast, the what they're calling the legacy cast from, you know, the original Jurassic Park movies and then the new cast with uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard and them just all talking about what a great experience, is, experience it has been and how this is like tying the entire story all together to a conclusion. Uh, Laura Dern said like it was like, the way it came together was like better than than any of them could have ever hoped for. So she's thrilled that, you know, where the story's going and stuff. And then they did have a few like brief clips of footage, dinosaurs running through the streets. The big, I think there was a repeat from the end of the last movie because once the dinosaurs are released, especially the big, I don't know what it's called, but the big underwater one, it looks like it's about, yeah. And you see like the shadow of it, it starts to, uh, it starts to reveal itself coming through a wave as like it's basically about to chomp on some surfers <laughs> yeah. so i think there was a repeat of that shot uh there's a t-rex in a city again just like lost world mm-hmm. and uh oh that was another cool tidbit they mentioned how they're continuing to do as much practical as they can combined with the visual effects later on so they did have a full t-rex on set in camera 
for the actors to interact with. So that's rad. Is poor that's San Diego going to get wrecked again? San Diego, yeah. <laughs> Can't catch a break. At least there's no blockbuster anymore to wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I'll build one. <laughs> build one, yeah. And here's a weird one. Don't know. Maybe you might be excited for it. I am morbidly curious. The title of this film is The Unbearable Weight of Tremendous Talent. Oh, opening night, I'm going to see that. Are you kidding me? This is a Nicolas Cage film. Biopic. Starring Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I guess like a fictional version of himself. Or It's really hard. You can't really judge. There's no dividing line anymore, really. It's just Nick Cage being Nick Cage in this film. And apparently... He's uh, they showed a, a first trailer again, hasn't been released online yet, but he as Nick Cage, he's seeing his career like entering a drought is, you know, the acting opportunities are drying up and In he's life? <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's no either or it's just yes. <laughs> um, and so he's kind of like, you know, it's seeming like he's going to call it quits. And then he gets a call for some paid appearance to go at like like the bottom rung, like a freaking birthday party for a super fan or something like that. And he just goes because it's money. And it turns out the super fan is Pedro Pascal. (laughs) (laughs) Our Mandalorian. And he apparently loves Nick Cage's work so much. He has, he has replicas of the guns from face off (laughs) in his house. And it's like chaos and hijinks ensue from there. And I, oh yeah, and the, there's a storyline of like Pedro Pascal's character is supposedly actually a wanted drug lord. <laughs> and so somebody recruits Nick Cage to help like bring him in. So it's like a sting operation or something. It just. This sounds amazing. This I, sounds, it sounds, like, yeah. I, I, I want to see this even more now that I have those details. I was already in. You had uh-huh. my interest. Now you have my attention, Nicolas Cage. Sold me at Nick Cage. There you go. Yeah. And now you. Yeah given me what it's about yeah oh oh tiffany haddish tiffany haddish is a cia agent who talks him into you know the operation (laughs) so bringing in pedro pascal's character so i mean this is bonkers and i'm in (laughs) absolutely yeah uh top gun top gun sequel top gun maverick they -hmm. showed the first 13 minutes to the crowd at cinemacon everybody loved it there's a whole storyline with um, with Maverick going into a test plane, like some one of those like super sleek looking like like stealth, co- stealth, stealth thank you yeah stealth planes like trying to hit like Mach ten or something like that, and like leads to some spectacular crash and he's at some like roadside diner all covered in dust and like where the hell am I? And some uh, some little boy says Earth. <laughs> Like I guess, uh, he was a big driving force in making sure Val Kilmer actually would reprise his role in some way in that. So that was, you know, I don't know the extent yeah. of his, you know, throat surgery, what he can do, but I'm glad to know he's going to be in it some way or another. So, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering the same. Apparently Val Kilmer actually revealed that in his, um, uh, well, there was a, the documentary that came out about him right now on Amazon yeah. just in the last few weeks, which I've been meaning to watch. Um, but I think he actually wrote it in his uh, memoir that got released not too long ago as well. 
basically that initially the producers did not call on him to reprise his role, but Tom Cruise was adamant. He's like, no, 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 we're not doing a sequel without Iceman. So he pressed to get him in there. So that's pretty rad. I think, is that it from uh, CinemaCon? At least all that I thought about seeing. There was a little bit more footage for uh, Halloween Kills. Jamie Lee Curtis uh, had a little presentation there just talking about the, her whole experience of the whole franchise and everything and how it was fun to finally bring it to a close with, well, we're getting the, the second one in this new trilogy, uh, Halloween Kills, this October. And then next October will be the end of the whole saga, Halloween Ends. Okay. So, at least for now, until somebody reboots it again. <laughs> yeah. And then another big one, Dune, of course. They had a big sizzle reel for that. Uh, tons of the cast. And I keep forgetting how the, all the big names in the cast. Freaking Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Zendaya again, Oscar Isaac again, Timothy Chalamet, David... Uh, Batista. Batista. Dave Batista. And also David... Das Malchen. I always yeah, forget how to say his name. Right. Polka yeah. Dot Man. Rebecca Ferguson, Javier Bardem, and even more. But you know, the there's Skarsgard, the Skarsgard dad is in it. Stellan Skarsgard. Stellan Skarsgard. A Skarsgard yeah. or two. Yeah. yeah. Just toss them in there. <laughs> but yeah, they were just talking about how thrilled they were to be on the project. Uh I think David Das Malchen was saying like he was just uh just going nuts when he arrived on set these massive practical sets that they built and crazy attention to detail for the world and the lore and everything he was just like like jaw dropped uh and excited like a kid to be there there talks about them doing a trilogy which i hope they do because the first three books are amazing so so is this this is just book one that they're doing right now as far as i know yeah i haven't heard anything i mean obviously we'll see when it comes out and we can watch it but there's enough in that in you know Dune one to have it be you know a standard. oh yeah it's it's a massive book sure the, is, yeah. you know, the David Lynch original so yeah yeah and they show just a few quick little action pieces little clips but the big one that wowed everybody was the sandworm attack the big sandworm sequence so yeah again can't find it online yet but we'll see. But then again, I kind of don't want to see anything else for this one. I don't. I I want to see. I want to wait till the theater to mm-hmm. enjoy it as much as possible. And that is another one that's a uh, Warner Brothers day one exclusive or day one streaming as well as in theaters. But that one I think is going to be a theater worthy one for sure. Is it even going to theaters? I think it's a day one exclusive. I think that I was the. It's going to be in theaters. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be streaming as well day one on HBO Max, but the, the director was like basically like you got to see this in theaters, man. Because <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's funny because even I think David Lynch spoke up and was even saying how it's just you, you'll never experience it the same way watching it at home and yeah, tried to stick to his guns about that. Yeah, I mean from what we've seen just from the trailers alone and I mean the director Dennis did Blade Runner 2049 so that's enough like that's all I need to hear like oh yeah I, I'm gonna see those visuals on a damn theater screen <laughs> yeah. uh, and more one little more bit from Tom Cruise he also had his Mission Impossible 7 video played at the CinemaCon there 
they had a little presentation and there was a behind the scenes video with, um, <clears throat> with Chris him Mc- ranting at people for not following COVID protocol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just him like, like finger pointing screaming into the camera, like directly into the audience at CinemaCon. You, you wear your fucking masks. <laughs> <laughs> I would give him props for that if he did that, actually. <laughs> but no, uh, Chris McQuarrie, the director, we just was you know talking about everything they've gone through, like trying to get these last two films, because seven and eight that they're doing back to back. But they've, of course, wrapped on seven. And but the big feature of this video featurette that they showed was the next big set piece stunt. Like, how is Tom Cruise going to try to kill himself this time? <laughs> And so the answer is a motorcycle jump off of a cliff and then free diving until a last minute parachute deployment. (laughs) And they evil Knievel pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And they show up, they show up, they film the thing from a million different camera angles. They released, in fact, I think they released the, the jump on twitter i thought i had the link i'm sure you could google it really quick but it's it's crazy to see they they film it from all sorts of angles so you can see everything that happens the first one is from a nearby adjacent cliff so you just see a side shot of him going up this giant like x game style ramp like a mega ramp (laughs) and he just motorcycles right the fuck off of it lets the motorcycle drop away and he's just free falling just diving and it shocked me at first because uh, from this adjacent cliffside, he just disappears down beneath the cliff. And you're like, holy crap, where'd he go? And then you see the other alternate angle from where you can see him actually fall. And there's like tons of air that he's catching down below there to the adjacent cliffs and everything into this giant like canyon. And seems like several too many seconds go by before he <laughs> finally deploys that parachute. <laughs> but I guess in the extended version, the extended cut of this behind the scenes footage, which they showed at CinemaCon on, on Twitter, you just see the jump and, you know, the, you know, him descending on the parachute. But at CinemaCon, he lands and immediately he's like, you know what, I can hold on to the bike longer. like once he hits air he's like i can hold on to the bike longer let's do it again and so they did it another five times (laughs) because that's tom cruise (laughs) oh god it's freaking nuts but yeah he said it was his favorite stunt to do he's been wanting to do this particular one since he was a kid probably since he watched evil knievel do something similar um yeah it's it's nuts but i mean give the guy props he's does amazing amazing shit (laughs) like those movies have been consistently good you know like i've enjoyed them so and Haley atwell's in this newest one i believe so that gives me more reason to watch it yeah i think they said she was also in the behind the scenes video um her and him like driving around in a car and there was another like brief like car chase stunt that they did or something but yeah excited for that one and i think the last one i had from CinemaCon was uh the uncharted movie a little bit of footage there, which hasn't been released online yet. There was um, uh, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg uh, as Nate and Sully investigating like some sort of cave, some tropical setting or something typical Uncharted style, style feel to it. And then like a smash cut over to a crazy action sequence with uh, Tom Holland as Nate, like falling out of a cargo plane or something. Of course. Yeah. True Uncharted fashion. 
Yeah, good old Uncharted. So uh, I'm getting more excited for that one. When they first announced Tom Holland and that it'd bring a prequel and stuff, I was like, oh man, I, uh, I don't know, but I, I, I think they're going to deliver. So we'll see. Oh, actually one more. Last one from, uh, from CinemaCon that I saw anyway. Director of John Wick, David Leitch. Leitch? I don't know how you pronounce his name. So directing a, another little fun movie called Bullet Train, which is actually an adaptation of an old manga what it sounds like uh, Brad Pitt is getting his own John Wick movie because everybody is now getting their John Wick move moment to shine, <laughs> but it's not a straight up. It's not the same, like, Oh, somebody wronged him and he's a super assassin, whatever. Uh, he killed his is... cat. Now he's got to kill everybody. Yes. <laughs> no, this is, uh, this is the sort of, Oh, what was that really fun one from a while back? A bunch of bounty hunters after one dude, like hold up in a Vegas hotel. Smoking aces. Smoking Aces. Yeah, I love that one. This sounds similar, except it's on a bullet train. So they're all they're all like on their separate assignments and having to travel from here to there, wherever. And as they're on the train, they realize all their, si- their assignments are overlapping or can or conjoined somehow. They're all after the same guy or somehow it's all connected. So they're all fighting each other for the prize. So it sounds fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. It does very sound very uh, smoking aces esque. So yeah, just just don't watch the uh, direct to DVD sequel to Smoking Aces. I think oh. I tried that once and <laughs> I, I that to, to muscle through it, but never again. Never again. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of muscles, um, so Dave Batista is a force of a man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Meg and I finally watched um, uh, Army of the Dead. It was garbage. I mean, I told you. I'm sorry that you wasted your time. I I tried to warn you. It was fine. It was. Is it though? No. Better idea. Much like Justice League, better idea than the execution. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Garbage. I wouldn't call it garbage, but it was. It was an okay zombie movie but whatever it's okay to say it was garbage tony (laughs) okay right well here's what probably won't be garbage i I will watch the shit out of this so dave batista is such a force of a man that he just wills movies to happen at this point so it was reported that i guess this past week he uh sent out a tweet or he was an interview or something where he was just mentioning how he would love to do a good old lethal weapon buddy cop movie and specifically, he'd love to do it with Jason Momoa. And <laughs> within a matter of hours or days, both of them had been interviewed about it. Jason Momoa was on like um, uh, he was on James Corden and then his phone wouldn't stop ringing off the hook with the studios. So Dave Batista basically just tweets out like, hey, this would be fun to do sometime. And like, boom, it just happens. <laughs> so, oh, there was a quote from, from Jason Momoa. He said, it's amazing. You try to work your whole career to get an opportunity like this. And he just tweets something and boom. <laughs> yeah, like, and then I get asked about it on Corden and now our phones won't stop ringing. So it's safe to say that this one is happening. And uh, he did, he's talking about Batista. He said, he did text me first, which shows how respectful he is. And I was like, hell yeah, tell me where to sign. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> And uh, then it turns out he just tweeted it right after getting his approval and then it went viral. So he's like, all right, well, that was easy. Let's do it, buddy. <laughs> so in the near future, we may be getting a uh, lethal weapon starring <laughs> or a lethal weapon esque buddy cop weapon. movie with Dave Batista and Jason Momoa. So, yeah, 
sweet. <laughs> I could I could see myself watching that just based on the information we have solely now. So mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit over in the DC comics world. There's a little bit uh, of an old story, maybe the week prior, but I don't think we talked about it in the last podcast. So we talked all about Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey. Uh, not sure where, what, if Margot Robbie's going to continue with the Harley character, if they're going to keep going down that route. But uh, Warner Brothers and DC seem to change their whole, like the DC universe plans every other day. Pretty well. Um, but it was announced that a sort of spinoff from the Birds of Prey movie, uh, Black Canary movie is happening at HBO Max with uh, Journey Smollett, who played that character. If I'm not mistaken, she was also in um, Lovecraft Country, right? Was that her as yes. well? Right? I still okay. haven't seen that one. I heard good things. But then unfortunately, they did not get a season two, I guess. Well, I think this series wraps up because it's based on a novel, just wraps up the novel and it's oh, in its okay. entire so, so. Okay. So did, did it feel like they ended it with a solid ending? I didn't watch the whole thing. I love the first, either first episode or first two episodes. It was super solid. And then okay. whatever one I watched next, probably the second or third, just, I don't know, it was a kind of a departure and I just didn't get the same vibe and almost lost interest. I mean, I guess I did because I've never gone back and watched the rest. Okay. So. I've heard it's kind of, it's hit or miss. They can be really good. So one of these days, you know, I, I'm probably going to go back and just give them all a, a watch to, to finish out the series. But yeah, I think May and I have that on our to get around to list. Eventually we'll binge it. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, Kang, uh, the, the gentleman, I forget his name, who plays Kang is in that uh, as well. Jonathan, so, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Major, Majors. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he did well in, you know, the episodes that I watched, they both did. So I'm glad they're both, you know, doing more. Cool. Yeah. I personally really enjoyed that Birds of Prey movie. Like I, I heard some people loved it. Some people were like meh about it. I personally thought it was one of my favorites out of the the current DC movies. It just, it was fun. Um, But I guess it underperformed at the box office. Um, I mean, it was COVID times. That was one of the early COVID releases, I think. And so the Gotham City Sirens movie that had been in development for a while has apparently been put on hold. So, but they're doing this Black Canary movie instead, I guess. And also one of my favorites from that Birds of Prey movie, Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, was interviewed recently this past week. And she said she is super down to play the Huntress again. She loves the character. She got word that the Black Canary movie is happening. She's super excited for that. No, it doesn't seem like she's a part of it, or at least she's not saying so. Don't know, but yeah. I don't know. I hope they do continue with that arm of that, uh, the DC world, because I really enjoyed it. I mean, just to talk about that movie real quick. I mean, I really liked uh, Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. I thought he did yeah. a, a pretty good, he's a solid, you know, actor and can do a villain role. And mm-hmm. I didn't learn until actually pretty recently but that both him and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead are like a couple in real life. So I wonder if that. Yeah. It- I didn't know that either. In, th- in fact, I think they just had a kid. I think she just, uh, had a kid this past year could be yeah um do, 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 do. Uh, another random movie news we got an update from kevin smith on the set of clerks three pretty cool they're they're specifically recreating some shots from the first movie so he had like the the dailies in the in the monitor and then right above it a little cell phone uh playing clerks the the original so it's on black and white and it's dante and randall with randall kind of like slouched next to the the uh front counter 
as Dante's behind it. And it's, I think it's when they're talking about the uh, conspiracy behind the Death Star or the idea that like, hey, those <laughs> rebels killed a bunch of like innocent contractors and shit. It's that moment. They um, knew what they were getting into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they recreate that exact shot and he's slouching there. It's like perfect, like like yeah. the frame for frame. But they said they, uh, this was a few days ago, but Kevin Smith, they said he was almost done filming. Like they were just a few days from wrapping. And yeah, it's just all positive and all excitement. Like everybody's just been having a blast. So I'm really excited for that one. Yeah. Which by the way, if you're ready to feel old, August 24th, I believe it was, was the, yeah, just five days ago was the 20th anniversary of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh my (laughs) God. I think you're going to say clerks of Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. What was supposed to be their grand finale. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> is now 20 years in the past oh man did any of you see uh the newer one that they put out the jay and silent bob reboot i think it was that that, yeah, that was pretty much garbage as well that unfortunately yeah that was uh that not was my favorite. Not my yeah favorite. not my favorite either like I, I was that's one that even me that i try to be the most positive one in the room and i was like this is not the best. Um, there's like a tiny bit of love there for the nostalgia and everything, but it maybe they could have just skipped that one and gone to Clerks three. Um, I think Todd and I have had conversations about this before. I think uh, the Clerks movies out of the whole Askew universe seem to hit the mark very well. Um, they seem to me, at least, they seem the least forced because of like the emotional core of it is you know Kevin Smith is you know he was working in a freaking convenience store as a kid and just like had enough and started shooting his little film and boom, there's his career and the rest of his life. And so even with clerks too, when I think of like then the later viewist universe, which was now what 2006 was view was clerks two. <laughs> even that, like that's those clerks one clerks two, and uh, dogma, just because it's so fun and great are the most memorable out of the whole universe to me. They uh, didn't do many of them, but have either of you seen Clerks the animated series? Yes, I have it I on DVD. I love that as well. Uh, That's uh-huh. one of my favorites. That's maybe 10 episodes or something, but... I thought it was only like four, I think. I don't even think it's that many. No, I think they had to... Maybe they only aired four. Okay. But yeah, I've got the DVD set, and I, I think they, they squeaked out. They produced at least one small season or half season or something. Okay. Uh, it's been years since I watched it. I'd have to watch it again, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! Another one. By the way, uh, this November, the first Harry Potter movie. Also, twenty years. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. <laughs> oh, there were six episodes. That's how many. Six? six. Oh, okay. All right. All I remember is that guy popping in, like, "Hey, can you guys vulcanize my tires while I wait?" <laughs> <laughs> Who drive car? Bear drive car. That's <laughs> why is bear driving? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jay. I'm Silent Bob. And I'm Charles Barkley. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> he just walks away all sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple horror movie headlines. Uh, I completely forgot this was a thing, but apparently there's a Candyman remake in the theaters. Just came uh, out, I think, this weekend, right? Yeah, produced by Jordan Peele. I forget who the director is. I didn't catch the name. But apparently it had a pretty damn, damn big opening, especially for horror movies, which usually don't open as well. Uh, except for the few exceptions that, you know, blow everybody out of the water. 
uh, and also for the pandemic. 22.3 million for the opening weekend. I'm not big into horror, but I do like uh, what I can gauge from the premise of this is that it's not like a reboot either. It's just continuing the series from way back when, but it's like giving it a more modern beat and an updated take on it, which I think is a really cool way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. Tony Todd does briefly reprise his role as the original Candyman and Virginia Madsen, who was the lead in, well, his co-lead in the in the original. But it also focuses on a newer cast and kind of how the legend continues to, the, or the curse of the Candyman continues to mess with people to this day. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm intrigued. I'll check out that one eventually. Anya Taylor-Joy is apparently starring in a Nosferatu remake which is going to start filming next year. She looks like a vampire. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Could definitely see that, yes. <laughs> well, I don't know if she's going to be the Nosferatu, but, you know. But yes, she's pale enough to pass for it. Sure. <laughs> and a couple, the, the two final film headlines I saw, I saved these for last because they're the most bonkers to me. Well, besides the Nick Cage one. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 4 is actually happening. <laughs> that is a go at Netflix. And yes, Eddie Murphy is returning as Axel Foley. You got you it, Murphy. I yeah. actually rewatched those those uh, a couple of months ago, and they mm-hmm. surprisingly hold up. They do. Good. Here's the question, though. Is Judge Reinhold going to be reprising his role? Because if not, then I'm not. I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't support this. Yeah, Judge Reinhold got to be back. The directors, actually, co-directors, same guys who did... And this is one on my list that I have to get around to. I actually heard really great things about it. Bad Boys for Life, that final oh, yeah. Bad Boys film. It was all right. I heard that was really solid. Yeah. So I, the... I couldn't get through it. Oh, really? Oh, it was okay. too boring for me. <laughs> okay. I got a I got a weird soft spot for the Bad Boys movies. It was just the first one, especially like that was like a VHS tape that I wore the fuck out. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh... I still I still say Mike Lowry. <laughs> Mike Lowry. Yeah. Uh, so I hear people like to this day uh, from the second movie, which I think was one of the more forgettable one, but uh, the woo-saw, the like the calming mantra that Martin Lawrence's character gets from his therapist, like woo-saw, you're supposed, that's what you repeat to yourself to calm down. I random people mention that to this day, and I'm wondering, do you even know where that's originally from? Or is that just part of the lexicon now? Like it's part of the ether. I don't know. But uh, uh, Adil, sorry if I'm butchering these names, Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falal, co-directors of Bad Boys for Life, are going to direct Beverly Hills Cop 4 at Netflix. So we will see. And last but not least, I just caught wind of this today as I was gathering podcast news. I'm just going to say the title, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Go on. Yes. And Are you I am intrigued. Uh-huh. Elizabeth Banks directing this 1980s set thriller based on a real life story. Oh, yeah. In which a black bear overdosed on cocaine on a drug smuggler smuggler's coke and ran amok. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. So that's happening. <laughs> uh, this is a project at Universal. Uh, Universal Studio has not released an official date yet or trailer or anything. They're 
Oh, they just start. That was the headline. They just started. It was the first day of shooting the other day. Producer. Oh, Christopher Miller's producing. And he posted an image of the, the clapboard, which shows just the, the title, which I will link in the chat here for you guys. It's just, yeah, just the, uh, the, the title graphic on the clapboard is eighties tastic. Like it looks like a retro wave YouTube channel. So they're like, yeah, expect this sort of vibe in cocaine bear, the movie. (laughs) That's a pretty cool graphic. I have to say, I love that. I don't know. Would you call it a font or I don't know? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I'm, yeah, no, I'm curious now. That that has piqued my interest. So, yeah. Whew, and that was a lot. We are at uh, an hour and thirty, guys. That was a ton of movie news. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to CinemaCon this week. I do have a little bit of gaming. Uh, Todd, you actually showed me something pretty fantastic the other day. Andrew, did you catch wind of Marvel Midnight Suns? I just heard about this today. I was going to watch a preview, but with my daughter's birthday party, I kind of sidelined. So fill me in, please. Oh, well, important things at hand, Andrew. Come on. (laughs) I know. know. I've let you down and myself. (laughs) Uh, Todd, why don't you take this one? Tell us about Marvel Midnight Suns. So Marvel Midnight Suns is created by the studio that created XCOM. Well, not created. They, uh, they've rebooted and they did XCOM, XCOM 2, and then XCOM uh, Chimera Squad. Uh, they are taking our beloved Marvel characters and throwing some of them that should not be in there, but that's neither high nor, uh, that's, that's not the point. They're throwing a lot of characters into the group called the Midnight Suns, and they're fighting a supernatural threat in a Marvel tactical combat-based video game. And the trailer looks bonkers. Yeah, I just sent a, sent a link in the chat. It looks like... Oh, go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say, uh, this seems very reminiscent of, I forget what the title was, but like Marvel Ultimates or something like that where like you you put together like a four person group of this whole litany of characters and you go through these different uh you know stages for this overarching story but i cannot remember the title of those games for the life of me but it's was it ultimate alliance yes thank you ultimate alliance yeah is it reminiscent of that at all or i didn't play ultimate alliance so i really couldn't say um but it's it's if it's based on the rules of the XCOM franchise, which they, they do very well, it's going to be like tactical turn-based. Okay. Um, you, you get a squad of, I don't know, however many, maybe four, maybe six uh, of the characters and you go through your mission and you have like random chances to do things based on certain criteria and you get punished if you're over aggressive and you're not careful and that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like from the story that I gathered in the trailer, um, it's the all of the heroes are facing some insane, like apocalyptic threat, and so they unearth their own, like some sort of ancient goddess or something like that. At least it looks like some sort of like Egyptian goddess or. Uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, something a brand new character or something that's it baked in comics lore. But I think it's um, a new character, and then her daughter is the like audience stand in and is also a new character. Seems like they wake up 
their own like dangerous God to fight whatever they're facing. And then you see in the trailer, they get all like souped up with like some sort of glyphs, like hieroglyphics all over them. They get kind of like supercharged up with powers uh beating off of her and then they just go to town (laughs) yeah the one image i saw had wolverine in like a full getup that seemed really really interesting so yeah Yeah, the uniforms are all completely different and stylized to fit the the uh midnight suns theme rather than their traditional costumes yeah there was also another one that i saw uh people kind of talking about uh this is a mobile one a mobile action rpg marvel future revolution yeah i don't put stock in anything mobile don't, yeah, don't bother I usually, playing yeah i usually don't bother with uh mobile games but uh, uh i saw you know a, a quick review an article talking about how it's like basically the level of fun and creativity that the marvel avengers game should have been <laughs> um <laughs> but I guess it's a, a lot better. So like an action RPG or kind of like an MMO RPG on mobile. Um, they had one of those for a while that I actually tried a bit. It must be the precursor to this one. And it was fine, but it was kind of the same thing. You got to, you know, play every day. And if you want to, you can spend real money to buy, you know, upgrades and stuff like that. So. Oh yeah. Mar- I think that was Marvel Heroes. Sounds right. I don't remember. I played yeah. it for like a week and then just got kind of disenfranchised with it. You know how it's, it was a very cookie cutter mobile game and I just mm. eh, couldn't do it anymore. Maybe this is like, okay, we scrapped that and here's the new and improved version. That's what it seems like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. My buddy Sean also sent me a, a Twitch link the other day and uh, somebody was playing the new uh, Aliens game, Aliens Fireteam Elite. So I caught a bit of footage of that. It looks fun. I read a bit of uh, not too great reviews saying like, well, you know, it doesn't have, I mean, everybody wants something different from aliens franchise. Like uh, it's not a huge story or a big, like delve into the lore or any of that. It's just straight up murdering aliens and, and, and that kind of stuff. It's, Mm -hmm. it's your, you're playing left for dead, but in an aliens world. Yeah, that's what it kind of seemed like. Um, I mean, it it looks like passing fun, like it would be kind of fun to play and just, you know, kill a bunch of Xenos. But I guess the, a couple of the, the passing reviews I saw were saying how it kind of, uh, the problem with a lot of these uh, Aliens games that deal with, uh, that focus on like the Marines and everything, uh, which makes sense for a you know multiplayer shooter game, but you lose the horror elements with that. You know, you lose the suspense and everything. Like the only one that the only, I think the only Alien game to date that has such a such overwhelmingly positive reception was uh, the Alien Isolation uh, because it was exactly had just isolated. You are very underpowered and just trying to survive as the one big alien that you're trapped in the space station with, like follows you relentlessly and can kill you within an instant. <laughs> Whereas the gameplay that I saw with this dude playing it on Twitch uh, looked like a fun shooter, but that was about it. You know, he sets up some like little automatic turrets to cover this side of the, uh, the choke point, or whatever the, you know, he walks into a giant hangar bay, which obviously the second you walk into it, it's like, Oh, this is obviously a firefight's going to take place here. <laughs> right. So, you know, and they got the little fun elements. You hear the motion tracker start to, you know, tense you up a little. Yeah. And then they all just come flooding in like a, you know, a swarm. 
Um, but then yeah. you, if you have, if you're powered up enough with enough ammo and stuff, then it's not really much of a threat. Cause you're just like mowing them down. So it's like, all right, the, the dread of, you know, the Xenomorph isn't really there. So. Yeah. This is not, this is not isolation. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely more combat oriented. It's definitely more, you kill more Xenos than, than, than uh, the one that's chasing you in, in isolation. Yeah. So this is this is this is Marines that have uh, dealt with uh, Xenos before. Yeah, um, this with is that games, kind of game. Yeah, with games like this, is this a mobile game or is this going to be on like no, it's console or PC? It's PC. Okay. I think there might be a console version of it too, but it's PC for now. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. it just released on PC. Yeah, when I think of games like that too, it's like, what's the price point? Is that like going to be a sixty dollar game? Because then that's going to be one of those actually just a forty dollar game, which that's is surprising. As bad, but then yeah, it's still I don't know, seems high, but that's just I'm a pretty frugal gamer. So, uh, well, for a triple A license, I I don't know if this is done by a triple A studio, but Aliens itself is is like a triple A style license. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a reasonable price point. For... Okay. Oh, it is um, on the PS4 and PS5 as well. Um, yeah, thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, I don't see any other games by Cold Iron Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the studio that made it. But uh, I mean, Steam uh, Steam reviews are generally a good a good metric of where a game wants to be, and it's very positive. So eighty five percent of the reviews are, are, are very positive. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, maybe I, I, yeah, I, I try not to rely on reviews too much because again, everybody's always looking for something different. But if you're looking for isolation and spooky dread, I'll tell you what I'm am super pumped for, and I get more pumped every little bit I see it. Metroid Dread is coming for the Switch, and uh, we just got a second trailer drop with a little more spooky fun and footage the uh, one of the big bad bosses from the og games from super metroid and um zero mission Kraid, the big giant like godzilla level lizard looking fat lizard looking dude or whatever but the uber fanboys like me were super pumped about that <laughs> um but again mainly it's what we we're just talking about what may be missing from that aliens fire team game the Metroid games are all about very solitary isolation, that isolated, creepy vibe, just going in and investigating a planet that can kill you at every turn. <laughs> and they're really, and we've covered this before in the podcast with uh, the trailers that we're seeing for Metroid Dread. I mean, the name is literally Metroid Dread, <laughs> um, but they're introducing new enemies that kind of like that alien isolation game, uh, you can only kind of dodge or hinder them for a short while and they're still going to come after you. And so it really amps up the, uh, the intensity. So I'm really excited for that. That's a, it's a really cool trailer they put out and that launches that launches in tandem with the new switch, the improved switch model on October 8th. When, when I first saw the game, I was surprised that they were doing such kind of a retro style of like the side scrolling sort of, you know, they weren't, or, uh, was it the not like the prime series <laughs> yeah the, the the big metroid that came out a while ago like the first person kind of 3d shooter that a lot of people liked uh you think they'd kind of revamp that one yeah well, the, 
the side scroller genre right now has had a sort of renaissance. There's tons of indie That's titles true. right now. Yeah, There's on Steam. tons of games that are, are doing well as that side scroller, side scroller retro looking type game, and uh, people play the shit out of those. Yeah, like, I think Super Meat Boy was one of the first to bring it back, and uh, everybody's been trying to copy it, Super Meat Boy and Celeste and that kind of game. Yeah. Well, this one had been in development or in the works in some form or fashion for like over a decade. So it was meant to come out a long time ago. And Metroid, along with Castlevania, really, I mean, there's a whole genre called Metroidvanias, which, yeah, lend itself to that's what Metroid and Castlevania established were those 2D side scrollers. So people still, you know, have a demand for those. They wanted to bring this this specific title out at the same time at the uh, Nintendo Direct or Nintendo Treehouse, whatever it's called, their online uh... Nintendo Treehouse of Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also announced that they are still working on a Metroid Prime Four, so that one will be the 3D Metroid world. In other gaming news, I had a, a bit of bit of news here so fans of the open world crime rpg are are getting a much loved franchise back uh the first time in let's see when is the when so the first time in almost 10 years so it'll be nine years when this comes out a saints row game is coming out finally oh wow oh my god really (laughs) yeah uh, Saints Row is actually releasing a new game before GTA gets GTA 6. <laughs> so, did you ever play uh, Saints Row at all, Tony? I watched a friend play it a little bit. I have never, it's, it's, it's one that's again, it's always been on my list. Oh, maybe I'll get around to it. But it's but not I, really your style, it's too open, open ended RPG ish, like the GTA games. But it's, it's GTA, but bonkers. Okay. If GTA was not. S- loosely ba- bound in reality that's what saints row is yeah that's kind of how it's been described to me <laughs> so the saints row uh, it's just titled saints row at this point but it's effectively saints row 6 comes out uh next year or february i believe wow so Interesting. that the fact that they were able to keep that one secret for so long because uh, there weren't even rumors of a new saints row game uh so that's uh, that was pretty good. Oh, how funny. I'm looking at an article uh, uh, about it right now, and it's uh, talking about how the fourth game that began with your character disarming a nuclear bomb as it fell toward the Earth and then becoming the president of America with actor Keith David as your vice president. Yep. So it's uh, so it's part of the Rick and Morty canon. Eventually he becomes the president. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. I have one final one for games. Another 2D one that I just discovered, and I'm super excited. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Mm-hmm. So this is an old-fashioned pixel art beat-em-up, just like the old-school TMNT arcade games. We talked about this uh, uh with Byron on the podcast, it's a, it's actually the same people that made the TMNT to arcade cabinet are making this. Wow. Fun little piece of news with it. This is the first one out of all of the Change Mutant Ninja Turtles games where you can actually play April O'Neil, 
she will actually get in on the beat em up fun and has her own set of moves and everything. So there's literally a move where she drops the mic on the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, just like all the old school brawlers, there's, you know, they've all got their own unique fun animations. Like if the way they run, the way they fight, the, the, you know, signature weapons. If you stand in one place too long, you know, they're a little like, like, come on, let's get moving. You know, all those little fun bits of the old, old pixelated scrawlers. Yeah, I'm psyched about that one. Uh, does that have a release uh, sometime next year for PC and Switch? Okay. Cool. I could see myself getting that for Switch. I was a big fan of the old Team NT arcade game and Turtles. It was a Turtles Through Time, I think. Was that Turtles in Time? Turtles yeah. in Time. I had that for Super Nintendo. I played exactly. the crap out of that. <laughs> yeah, that was my jam. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Well, I'm going to have to get a freaking Switch now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been holding out for that newer model since that got announced, and I will definitely be getting that along with Metroid. So that's oh, yeah. That's to go back to one of the first questions. What I've been playing is I, for my daughter's birthday, we got her one of the new Switch Pokemon games, uh, Let's Go oh. Pikachu. And when she isn't playing that, I've delved back in for a little bit of nostalgia. And it's it's fun to kind of relive, you know, playing those games for the first time and, and experience the basically like red and blue version of pokemon now in 2021 yeah let's go pikachu was a very interesting combination of pokemon go and pokemon red and blue i didn't get it at first but yeah there's not really as much fighting pokemon it's all just catching and sending and like that's what the the bulk i mean there's still battles with other trainers but if you really want to level up your pokemon uh like just out in the wild you just catch pokemon after pokemon okay so kind of a remaster of the of the OG red and blue. Yeah. But also incorporating Pokemon go. Yeah. So it's, it's the red and blue version, but instead of obviously there's either Pikachu or Eevee are your two kind of starters you can pick, but then yeah, um, all the other starters are available and, uh, in but order you don't to really level you them don't, up. Yeah. Up. The biggest change is you don't actually, uh, fight wild Pokemon. You capture them like Pokemon go style. Yeah. So you okay. do the whole spinny on the, the ball and you toss it and you catch Pokemon that way rather than just using an eye, weakening them through a battle and then catching them with a ball. Cool. So it, 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 we're going to have to get that one. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's on the list when we get a Switch. That is on the list. It's been on the list for a long time. <laughs> we just don't have a Switch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they're releasing that the brand new uh, open RPG um Arcturus or something like that. Something Arceus. Like that. Arceus. Yeah. And that, that had a bit of a controversy with it because the, the screenshots of it look awful. Mm -hmm. The like the open world, the the bits of uh, screenshots they've shown of the open world are just like low res, like not very many not very many like foliage and trees and, and stuff like that. And then the developer came out and said, Well, we're working with limited hardware uh, capabilities on the switch and then people were like showing side-by-side -side comparisons with like look breath at the wild breath <laughs> of the wild breath of the wild looks beautiful and there's trees everywhere uh -huh. and then your game has like three trees oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well they're still in development hoping hopefully yeah. they uh, yeah touch it up all right guys that's uh pretty much all i got yeah, I think that's uh, all of my news, too. Well, I got a steak to cook. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sir. 
now I got uh now I just want to play some freaking games like all all weekend. <laughs> there you go. Happening. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining again. This is Tony. This is Todd. This is Andrew. And Meg. Wah, wah, wah. Burr, 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 burr. Oh yeah, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> Adios, guys. Bye.